the show and we're going to make sure that it's all connected and it's all going there uh everybody's getting their their, uh, yep everybody's got the the notifications discord is up Mm -hmm. twitch is up and uh good evening everybody this is uh francisco along with my good buddies andrew and charles for our 34th episode of sports goofs in which we talk about sports and stuff we really are not experts on at least most of us aren't but uh that hasn't stopped a lot of people who are quote-unquote professionals and giving their opinions and we'll actually have a new segment about that coming up on this show where we talk about big topics this week will be uh andrew luck in his very shocking retirement announcement uh uh we I mean that's the biggest thing so far, and we'll we'll finish up our preview of the NFC. Uh, as we we talked about the AFC last time, we'll have our thoughts on I guess the Canes and Gators game because uh, at least uh, CFB of college football has started, uh, and uh, we'll have uh, some WWE news as Charles has been a lot of pent up opinions over the last month. So he's ready to go for that. We actually have a conclusion to the Fulmer Cup, and we'll be naming a champion this week, uh, or for the for the off season. So we'll have a champion of the off season, and I guess we might get to some baseball talk towards the end. Uh, but we'll be saving that probably for September, and as long as we aren't destroyed by the hurricane that's coming straight towards us. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. So guys, it could uh, be hitting Orlando. It could be hitting West Palm. It could be hitting Miami. Who knows? Right. And uh, unfortunately, Andrew's not here with me next to him. But I got a video game up here, and it's a it's a very it's a classic. It's Tecmo Bowl. So uh, I'll probably be is playing it. Version, a... Is it the version with uh, steroid uh, Bo Jackson? Well, it wasn't steroid Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is just the greatest. So you know, it was just Bo Jackson, not steroids. That man was naturally gifted, and unfortunately, mm, the true. the NFL ruined him. So, if he had just played baseball, he probably who knows? Who knows? All right, uh, okay, guys. Um, I don't know. Any 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 thoughts before we get to our first topic? Anything y'all want to throw out there? Uh, do you think Popeyes is better than Chick Fil A? I don't know. <laughs> I can comment on that on our non-sponsor of the week oh that's that's just a little that's a little preview for everybody because we all know how happy i get about that mm-hmm. okay well, well we'll leave that for anything else andrew anything before that uh not really i'll save it for the show it's like when when i'm in court the judge is like anything any administrative things you want to get through before we get we move on i'm like okay no no your honor okay so first topic guys and uh, let me pick a team here. I'll pick the Dolphins when they were good with Dan Marino. Um, uh, Andrew Luck announced his retirement abruptly. Uh, he, I saw the conference on Periscope on our on our Twitter account when it happened. Um, I saw the whole press conference and it just looked like a a very defeated man at that moment but i guess a man that kind of knew what he was what he really wanted out of his life and um probably the hardest decision of his life and 
unfortunately the injuries and just years of incompetency by the Indianapolis Colts to protect their star quarterback one of the best in the league one of the best of this past generation of players since 2012 at least um, he was forced to retire uh, he just mentally could not take it anymore wasn't having fun and um, you know he loves his teammates and uh, he loves T.Y. Hilton for sh especially and you know he's got to walk away now so um, any initial thoughts guys about Andrew Luck before we get into the, the meat of the topic following that um, I'll start out as a Titans fan this changed the landscape a lot for us and my now confidence in believing that we have a, a true chance and not a pipe dream of winning the AFC South. I know everybody thinks Houston is the team to beat now, but I contend to you that they were kind of sinking and they only finished, I think, 10 and 6 at the end of the season to win the AFC South. They lost Lamar Miller. Uh, they can never get a reliable second wide out. And then that offensive line is so bad that I feel confident that. Mariota will win me five games for the team before he gets injured. Mm. And Ryan Tannehill will win me five games to get me into the playoffs. And Logan Woodside will start the playoff game in the first round because Tannehill and Mariota will be hurt. Um, focusing on Andrew Luck, people, and this is, I, I, I don't want it to be a little bit too early to the main thing we're going to talk about, but people just kind of like to control rich people or people <laughs> who are given a celebrity stardom in sports or in the entertainment and they fail to realize that the amount of injuries and a man walking away, he's not telling you that the rehab is too hard or anything of that nature. What he's telling you is that this effing sucks and it's not worth it. And he didn't start the trend of young guys retiring. There was two other quality star players who retired in the offseason, Doug Baldwin at 28-29, who had two years and – 23 million dollars left on his contract the seahawks and of course rob gronkowski that retired but no one complained about that because people are like who's doug baldwin despite the fact that he has been the perennial number one receiver in seattle and despite the fact that he has a super bowl and everybody's like well gronk's a good guy because we of course love new england uh patriot favoritism considering the fact that gronk was responsible for i believe two super bowl uh victories not solely responsible but at least he came out but Andrew Luck, who got you to be 11-5 and five in his first year, mind you, he didn't even have his head coach for full time because, you know, what's-his-face had cancer, and they had Bruce Arians coming in. Forgive me for not knowing a guy who – Chuck Pagano, there you go. He kept your team relevant. He was your successor to a, a person that you didn't think could be succeeded so quickly. Right. And in Peyton Manning. But you guys don't like the fact that he says – these injuries effing suck. Um, and keeping in mind, and people are so narrow-minded and short-minded, he didn't just play six to seven years of professional football. Granted, he was out one year. He played football in college all the way through. He played football in high school. He mm -hmm. played Pop Warner. If you tell me I'm going to be – my father's a forklift mechanic. My father has been turning wrenches for 30 years um maybe more he's 67 so maybe it's now close to the 40 range i can only think of and he's been injured you guys he's had pistons fall on his hands he's towards his mcls you don't think that my father at 94 million dollars 
at any age can say, hey, my help is matters because I want to be there with my wife, my kids, if I have grandchildren, let me go do this. Of course he's going to do it because at some point, every human being wants to walk away. So why am we are going to poo-poo on a guy who at 29 made probably the most mature decision that you're going to see in football, honestly, at such a young age, because it's not as if Brady, who is 42, probably can play till 45, have one major knee injury. This guy had shoulder injuries, lacerated kidneys, a neck injury. He probably had a concussion that scared the hell out of him. And this ankle calf injury is probably more than what he led on. But, you know, football injuries are the most clandestine kind of injuries out there because it's always something more. Hell, how many of you knew that Peyton Manning got four neck surgeries within five years? Right. So good for him to actually be a number one pick as a quarterback and actually be worth the stuff. Yeah, he couldn't get you into the Super Bowl, but he got you past in the playoffs further AFC championships when there's plenty of number ones who were really number twos. I'm using a bathroom humor right there because they weren't good enough. Uh, uh, All right, Andrew, what about you? Before we get to the meat of the topic. Um, I happen to know somebody who's a Colts fan. um, And they had made an interesting point, which was at least him um, was more annoyed with how close to the season he announced. Okay. And I kind of see where he's getting at. I mean, it's like a week or two before the season starts and you're just leaving them in the lurch. Right. Um, But at the same time, I I really don't have much to say since Charles pretty much covered everything. Thanks, Charles. You made my job a lot easier tonight. Yeah. Um, Um... I mean, like I said, yeah, I kind of see where they're getting at, but at the same time, you know, that's true. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would rather him announce, even if it's a week before, even if it's the day before, um, say, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Um, Then him have to suffer through another season and then potentially get injured further. And if you've seen what he's been injured, how he's been injured, it's freaking ridiculous. He had I think, a lacerated kidney, God knows how many broken bones or whatever. I don't have the list with me right now, but no, I, I think he made the right decision and you know we'll get to it in a little bit, but there are a few sports prognosticators, sportscasters and sports writers who completely missed the mark on this. Yeah. Much to getting absolutely lambasted on social media because of it. Oh yeah, and uh that's that's uh we're I guess we're going to segue first from there as to the fan reaction before we get to um a new segment that we're going to make that's stemmed from this for the experts or media personality reactions. So fan reactions, uh, when Andrew Luck was walking off the field, and the, it, it's, it's well documented, the Colts fans started booing him. And it wasn't like one of those mixed, like some people cheer, some people boo type of things. This was straight up booing, okay? This wasn't like uh, LeBron coming back to Miami and, you know, it's a mix of, of both. 
This was just booing at a preseason game, mind you. Uh, as he's walking off the field, people saying nasty things to him. And then as he's going to go into the press room for the, uh, into the, for the press conference uh, to announce his feelings in the retirement. Um, it's, it's pretty disgusting because I, and I, po- I posited the question as a Dolphins. I look at it as, as a Dolphins fan. Which I am, unfortunately. I, I, and, and if I, if as a Dolphins fan, if I had, if we've been desperate for a quarterback, if we even had just seven years of Andrew Luck, we would have been fan, we would have been so okay. We would have been like, man, that would have been great. Instead of Ryan Tannehill, we would have had Andrew Luck, and we probably might have constructed a good, a decent offensive line to protect the guy, you know? If we had that, because even Ryan Tannehill had a, had a horrible offensive lines in front of him. So I, I at least wanted the Dolphins to have the chance to ruin Andrew Luck instead of the Colts. You know, <laughs> that would have been awesome because Andrew Luck was just so great in such a short period of time. You know, now they have all the montages of his touchdowns over his career and stuff like that. Um, and so the Colts, I mean, they had what more could you have asked for following a Hall of Famer? With a guy who probably, if he had kept going with with his career, and if he had a decent offensive line, not even the best offensive line, a decent one, okay, a decent a team constructed in front of him, probably would have at least gotten you to a Super Bowl, maybe, and at least had a shot of winning it, you know, or had a Hall of Fame career, a la other quarterbacks out there. Um, so, just. I know that they were angry in the moment, but you know, then you have the afterwards where people are burning jerseys and stuff like that. Like, dear lord, really? Like, this and it's the anger that I feel is because everybody knew in the NFL that the Colts absolutely mangled Andrew Luck's career because they could not put a decent offensive line in front of him protect to protect their biggest asset. Like, they ruined their biggest asset. An asset that the other 29, uh, or actually, th- the other 31 teams would have killed for it, oh, aside from Drew Brees and Tom Brady and, 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 and Roethlisberger and some other teams. But the majority of the 90% of the other NFL teams would have gladly taken Andrew Luck and, and, and taken care of him at the very least. So it, it angered me. As a as a as a as a fan from the outside, and it, it made me think like, I mean, how entitled are people? How entitled should we feel about this? People asking for their money back. Um, there's I think there's some players on the uh, I, forget, I, mean, I think there's like a place kicker on the on the Colts or some other or at least a retired one that's willing to buy season tickets for from these angered fans and, and donate them to a children's hospital so those kids can go watch the team, like. The it, it angers me. It, it makes me want Jim Irsake, who's is an awful owner, to sell the Colts to another guy who will then move that team to Quebec or something like that. <laughs> so that Indianapolis, who already had the team because they stole it from Baltimore, <laughs> okay, so they should count their blessings, but just to rip their hearts and move the team to Quebec, all right. And See, I th- I'm not sure about that because, mm. I mean, 
yes, the fans are idiots, but but the Colts. I mean, the the it's it's ridiculous. It's awful. It's really awful. And and it's even more um, now with social media. Now with um, now with the players actually having their voices heard more now than ever because of social media. You're seeing all these players come to his defense. Uh, from all, from either retired, some retired players, um, uh, players currently playing right now, uh, players from other sports, uh, backing Andrew Luck up with this. Uh, and you look at it from their perspective and just how much, and, and you know, fans tweet them back and say this, well, and the players know more than anybody how much pain and suffering. Even, yes, they're getting paid millions, and maybe that's part of the fan perspective. That okay, these guys are pay- getting paid. If I got paid, you know, a million dollars to go out there and, and I tore my ACL, I'd do it, and then I rehab and I come back, whatever. But I mean, I don't know if anybody here has torn their ACL. My my brother-in-law has. Uh, he he'll tell you this. He does not want to go through that again. He, he doesn't care what you pay him. You know, like it's it's. It's calling me like I look at my fandom and I realize like yes I love my teams and I I back my players up but I I realize that they're human beings and you know and I appreciate what they do like I wasn't like when LeBron left Miami for the for the Cavs again I wasn't one of the I wasn't on Team Petty where I was a salty fan that he left. We had four great years. We won two championships. Ninety other, uh, the other like majority of NBA teams that have never won would have killed for that. So it it calls into question um, that fans really need to look themselves in the mirror and kind of kind of grow up in a sense. And that that's my rant. And whoever wants to pick up from there, go ahead. I ain't pretty much covered it. I, I know, but uh, you know, everybody can talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a seal it for a second. Here's my problem mm-hmm. with the fans, and we all like every kind of sport. And one of the great thing about doing the show with the two of you guys is you have what is very, I think, comparable to my kind of fandom. We don't look like we're owners, and I mean owners like slave owners of these professionals who have earned their buck. They're given genetic gifts. They may reach the potential. They may not reach the potential. They might be Hall of Famers. They might be guys who never scratch the surface of that potential. But good on them from being a child to young men and young women. Hopefully, if the women's soccer ever get paid their right, you know, the right rewards, and someone wants to invest their money into it, it's just like the real world. Work hard, get appreciated, get lucky, right? I'm not gonna stink on somebody. And mind you, I got a, I'm a Yankees fan. I got a bunch of people who are overrated. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that Giancarlo Stanton is always injured. If Giancarlo Stanton, who we owe like another, I don't know, arm and leg of cash money from the next <laughs> nine years and maybe a few children's souls at St. Jude's retires because he says, hey, I've had a torn bicep. I've had my jaw broken. Uh, I've been beamed in the head a couple of times. I'm not going to scream and shout and disrespect him. I'm sure, you know, if it happened, Francis is not going to. I'm going to say you are grown people. I'm not possessive of this ownership. And I feel it comes into twofold 
I feel part of it. And this is, this is usually what we go to sports for is the escapism. And we think that it affects our escapism because sometimes all you have is your Indianapolis Colts because maybe it's your distressor from your wife, your husband, your kids, your friends, your significant other, your crappy job, your good job, anything. So if you had somebody that brought a positive positivity to it because no one wanted to be a Browns fan, right? Because even Browns fans were pretty miserable going 0-16 with Hugh Jackson. You want to have the shininess that comes into it. You want a shiny Pokemon, right? <laughs> and when you have the shiny Pokemon leave, you're like, oh, crap, it's a shiny Raticate. Regular Raticates don't cut it. Remember people at Sports Goose, we are also gamers, so that gets mentioned. Yeah. Um, so they see Andrew up, and they think it's going to go to Dark Ages. But I think you cross a line when you start questioning and calling a man who's made his decisions weak instead of when, and I, I know we're going to get super salty, I'm going to get some backlash in mindset, but yet we're going to advocate for certain NFL players who have kind of controversial attitudes toward hitting women, Zeke, just saying, with your temper tantrums. We're, we're going to crap on a guy who made a mature decision because we feel we don't know. And you want to know where the other part of it comes in? Because not only is it nettling with escapism, I think it affects fantasy football. And I think that's where people have that. And I know I might be jumping a leap. Tell me what you think about it. But that's where the other side of the ownership comes in. Uh, what Buffalo Wild Wings, Andrew, had sent that funny, funny, funny tweet. Get him on Twitter. Jen Holes, follow him. Um, <laughs> saying, did you just, you know, did you just draft Andrew Luck? We need a beer. It goes to show that sense of possessive that you have because at the end of the day, Andrew Luck dies in a car crash tomorrow. We're going to have a completely different tune. Andrew Luck dies before he even retired. Completely different tune. Why can't a guy go from it? And I feel like it's disrespectful to the fandom because I'm going to say something to you guys right now. You want to know where this hypocrisy came from? When a guy who is probably more acclaimed in his position 20-something years ago decided to retire, a man named Terrell Davis who won, basically helped you win two back them. He brought John Elway that ring. I don't care what anyone says. It's true. He played only six years and couldn't do it anymore. Heck, it was, yeah, Terrell Davis, yeah. I mean, oh. Barry Sanders, another one. Well, Barry, the Lions just broke his spirit. <laughs> but you would say that's comparable to the Colts breaking Luck's spirit, you know? I would. I would, yeah. but now, but I think it's part of it is that we're in a different modern day and age. But 20 years ago, running backs were more important than quarterbacks. Yeah, I said it. Deal with it. Um, right. It's a different kind of escapism, and it's a guy who left a team that was a Super Bowl favorite. But if listen, if you're, let me tell you something, and this is the honest truth. If you really support a team, you're in there for the good times and the bad times, and you're inauthentic if you're going to boo a guy who showed up, you know, and because what. What, what you gonna do? Because then it, it opens up a floodgates of fan criticism. And here's the thing, you're a fan. If you don't like the way your organization do it, stop supporting it. You hate the fact that they pay millions? That to me is petty jealousy, because that's you don't know those people themselves. Demarius Thomas's mother was jailed for selling crack. You know, if Demarius Thomas decided, and mind you, I don't know why I bring up this tangent, but I'm just using it as a pure example. That might not be accurate, but it's where I'm going today. Um, if he had a different kind of lifestyle, you don't know his shoes, you don't know his pain. If he said, hey, I don't, let's say he was in his prime, just right around Manning came in, I want to do this, but you know, my mother was jailed in the wrong way, so I'm going to go do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, let's do it. I'm going to go help with society. I'm going to go help with this. I'm going to find a different passion. These people find passion or they lose their passion. Let them do what they want to do because you know, at the end of the day, Andrew Luck is retiring, being a nice guy, not doing anything. He's not having his career ended because he got caught being his woman. 
or because he got hit with too many drugs, and this is his sixth time, and he's on New England. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. What are you as a fan? Because are you a fan or are you a fan of a fan? Just saying. Okay. Um, I think uh, to get harp on that point about the fantasy football thing, it 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 it, it is relevant to this topic because, um, and and the Buffalo Wild Wings things that. I when I saw that that tweet from Buffalo Wings, I'm like, is this funny or is it awful? Because it could be both, and I thought it was both actually, to be honest. Because I could look at Can it I from, jump in? yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those social commentary type things. Mm-hmm. Like um, it was more nuanced than that. Like there was something more to it. I think so because, I mean, they've they've. On some tweets I've seen from them, they've been really on point. Like, just before the AP poll for college football was announced, they said, okay, here's our AP top 25. Uh, or here's our top 25. And they list all these really kind of vague things like uh, the best team, the team with, you know, something to prove, something yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And then it doesn't name any specific teams. But then in 15th, it says UCF. <laughs> so, okay. They're, they're, tw- they're very social media savvy. So I think this was kind of, kind of like a, a part joke, but also part uh, commentary on society. It's, they're saying, you know, I don't know how to put it into words, but I hope you're kind of seeing what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an all-around basis, all views of the field. Right. Okay. Um, okay, but oh, okay. Getting away from from that. Um, so then, okay. So we got the fan reaction. All right, and this, and I still think it's it was awful. It's still. I mean, for me, it's one of the reasons why. Um, I like Kevin Durant um, because he's he's in a position where if you were that if you were him, a lot of us would be annoyed that fans like oh you took the easy way out and all this stuff and and all of a sudden he's just a disgruntled guy. Well, I mean you you've made me disgruntled, so that's what I'm gonna be now. And now I don't care what you think of me. So and a lot of players are now doing that. A lot of players are now with the support of Andrew Luck and and and. And they're they're tweeting back at these people who th- who think that this is easy or that it's um, that the players should just shut up and keep playing. Like it's it's not about it's not just about that. It's just these guys are human beings, and yes, they go through things. And yeah, okay, they're in another walk of life because of their celebrity status. But um, it's still not it it's still something that. I think it was it was just bad. It was just a bad look for a lot of people, especially the Colts fans. And um, it's why uh, I mean, so okay, we'll move on from oh, now. We get the the media, uh, media experts, radio hosts, uh, TV hosts, uh, TV analysts, uh, and reporters, and 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 I guess Twitter, uh, Twitter reporter. I don't know guys who are retired and stuff like that. More. Um, so um, was it? What's his name? Doc Doug Gottlieb, Got, Gottlieb or whatever. I think it's Gottlieb. Okay, it doesn't matter. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, this be- person doesn't 
doesn't deserve our mattering. Yeah, or he at least doesn't deserve us pronouncing his name correctly. Right. Unless, <laughs> you know, so just make sure he doesn't hack us and steal our credit card information. Um, <laughs> and that's a dig at him. And I'm going to post it up on the uh, on the screen here. But uh, who who wants to give a summary about this Doug Gottlieb guy and what 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 the heck did he just did he say? Before I actually post uh, it on the let, screen Let me here. pull up the official tweet. I want to yeah, get in. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm going to post it up too. But um, So uh, for those of you who don't know, Doc Gottlieb was a former college basketball player. Is that right? Yes. Maybe. For Notre Dame. For Notre Dame. Okay. So uh, and Notre Dame, playing Notre Dame, playing, playing basketball in Notre Dame is basically like playing football in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. North Carolina is good now. They'll be good well, for like a couple seasons, and they'll be back to being trash. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it they'll, it's like playing it's like playing ba- playing football at Duke, <laughs> okay. Either way, or playing football at Kentucky, <laughs> you know. Either way, you're playing Notre Dame basketball. You're not really up there with whatever, especially when he, probably when he was playing. So, um, I post up Twitter here while we we'll get it, and. Uh, He's so. What was it? What was it? The exact tweet that he said. Something. It was about rehabbing. It was something about millennials too, right? He said, they "Yeah, feel like the easy it's, way out." Francis, I, I actually should have it though. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Retiring because rehabbing is quote too hard is the most millennial thing ever. Hashtag Andrew Luck. Oh gosh, so. There's a lot of to nitpick here with this comment. Is there though? Well, maybe not Is a lot, there? but there's a there's a a lot that we can say about it. That's for sure. Um, so he's how did it become a millennial thing? That that's the first thought process I came to. Uh huh. Well, here's something interesting. Well, a couple and, of and for those of you who are listening in or will listen in in the future or whatever, all of us on the show are in the demographic that are considered millennials. All right. Mm-hmm. So we are and all within that for, generation. For clarification, because no one seems to get this right, the students that are in college and high school and below right now are not millennials. Let me make that extremely clear. Millennials are kids from roughly the mid-1980s. And again, since generations are not so cut and dry especially the newer ones. But it's roughly people from the mid-1980s to the mid to late 1990s, even the early 2000s, maybe. Well, it's mm-hmm. really, you know what, no. It's more, it's basically mid-80s to mid-90s. So right now, millennials are well out of college and they're into careers. Right. Gen Z or whatever you want to call it, that is what everyone thinks are millennials. Andrew Luck is for as about as far as you can get from being a from being Gen Z as possible. Right. Yeah, Andrew Luck's like around my age, or he's actually probably I think younger than me, but a couple years. Um, okay. So so that's millennials and all that stuff. So um, there's a rap on millennials that were lazy or that were entitled or or what have you, but. Um, it's not about being a millennial. This guy, I mean, 
for, I mean, first off, I, I don't think I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't think Andrew's lazy. I don't think Charles is lazy. Oh, I'm lazy. <laughs> but when you got to... You could consider me to be lazy. Okay, well, lazy, lazy is an individual character trait. I mean, but it depends <laughs> on... But when, when the stuff that matters, you're not. You're not at your job, right? So... <laughs> no comment. And definitely... <laughs> But anyways, uh, it's a stigma that we have. But whatever we, well, I mean, we know how to use our technology. We need, we know, we just know how to do things more efficiently. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. So now we have more time to do stuff, and do stuff that interests us, like uh, play Pokemon and play Doom and and uh, mm-hmm. and, and watch uh, watch a ton of college football, like Andrew does. Uh, you know, like it's just an awful thing that he said and. Thank God bless Twitter sometimes because, yes, it can be awful at points, but it can be also be a thing of beauty because people got on this guy immediately. First off, people found out who Doug Gottlieb is because <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Uh, I'm pretty sure people who did know who he was probably thought he died or moved to Winnipeg uh, between these, these years. So um, they're like, oh. choice of Winnipeg of all <laughs> Canadian it's studies. actually it's actually a joke from a Canadian show called Corner Gas that I love. So it's it's part of a dig at Winnipeg because I hate the Winnipeg Jets. But re- regardless, <laughs> Winnipeg does not der- Winnipeg does not deserve the Doug Gottlieb. Gottlieb. No, no, not even that bad. Even though they don't have enough parks, um, as Ilya Br- <laughs> as uh, Ilya Brzezgov once said. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, so people started like tweeting back at this guy. And, like, he starts trying to defend himself. I like Andrew Luck a lot. I've defended him and his success to others. But what does it say about Alex Smith trying to come back from a leg injury when he nearly lost a lib? Different mentality. And then people kept going on. Alex Smith has nothing to do with Andrew Luck, which is true. That is a completely different situation. Uh, and then people started getting on him about his credit card stealing. <laughs> He thought work was too hard, so he stole teammates' credit cards instead. <laughs> uh, what's the story about his credit card thing in college? What was it? Exactly, if anybody here knows. Um, so what happened was he got into a scandal in Notre Dame because he stole his boy's credit card. It was having some issues um, as like a national thing. I think Notre Dame was keeping on the hush-hush. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> let's have fun with that for a second. What do we know about legality in the courtroom, you guys? Uh, credibility is always relevant, even if it happened a long time ago. So, Gottlieb was, you know, under trial <laughs> for being a faker, whereas you can't Ooh. impeach Andrew Luck except for anything except for having an exceptional neck beard. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that's, that's Let me a... add this about Andrew Luck. Go ahead. He is such a nice guy. Right. There was. He could a, date my daughter in the future. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. There was a, vo- a video that the NFL posted. Not like a random compilation video site or whatever. It was the NFL posted. He would always talk. I'll send the link to you, Francisco, so you can post it, or I'll just post it on the Discord. But. He's always, you know, even though he's getting absolutely hammered by these guys crashing into him for sacks or hits or whatever, he's always like, good hit, buddy, or how you doing? Oh, you know, I saw job. that. I saw that video. I think you, you sent it to me. Or, but, Who yeah. does that? Right. 
Andrew Luck does because he exactly. can date my daughter, and he... only the good kind of men can date right. my daughter. Exactly. If I had one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm just looking at these people they're just absolutely destroying Doug Gottlieb. He blocked the guy who said stealing a roommate's credit card is more Gen X, <laughs> which is uh, I think Gottlieb's uh, generation maybe. Uh, and then and let me clarify to everybody. Gen X is the generation before the millennials. Mm-hmm. That's the one that came between the baby boomers and the millennials. So you're talking seventies and seventies uh, and early eighties. And we're not just we're not jumping on these people because they're Gen X, or whatever. But we're just we're defending ourselves as the millennial generation because. We just have to at this point. And one day we're going to take over the world and we'll start talking about these Gen Zers who are privileged and and, and uh, entitled afterwards, but or Gen 1A or whatever they're going to call it afterwards. Um, and just people uh, getting on him about his entering a game with his shorts on backwards. Um, <laughs> and, and I love I love this excerpt and it's from Wikipedia. He. Uh, once entered a game with his shorts on backwards, he then took his shorts off on the court and put them back on correctly. He was guarded from cameras and taunting fans by a circle that his teammates formed around their embarrassed teammate. When Gottlieb became a broadcaster after his playing days ended, this incident was mentioned in a press conference by North Carolina head coach Roy Williams, who obviously has a ton of clout. Uh, after being questioned about criticism of his program by Gottlieb, Williams responded by that Gottlieb couldn't even put his pants on the right way. Williams then said, shorts on backwards, shorts on backwards, imitating the chant that opposing fans said to Gottlieb after the incident. So Roy Williams dunked on him at a press conference, okay? Uh, just a guy who just made a complete fool of himself from this comment. Uh, and I'm going to go back here. I think Troy Aikman had some some great things to say as well about this. Uh, he destroyed Gottlieb. Um, and um, uh, Bo Jackson here, who stood by Troy Aikman as well. Um, so, and don't criticize a man until you've worn his cleats. If you've never strapped on the pads, you have no business commenting on something you know nothing about. And yeah, um, it's not just football players, though. It's, it's other players from other leagues. I think Paul George also made a comment to somebody. And, and Paul George, also another guy who came back from a horrific injury. Okay? And yes, he decided to come back and not retire, but he gets it. He gets the pain and the misery coming back from that. I broke my leg playing baseball when I was uh, 16 years old. I don't want to go through that rehab ever again. Okay? And I was just 16 years old playing in rec league. All right? So, so, uh, and maybe, maybe I have that perspective. Maybe because I suffered through a sports injury uh, uh, once, once. And I was, you know, my I was out for three months. I'm like, man, if I went through a freaking lacerated spleen or whatever the heck, his kidneys, uh, freaking destroyed ribs, torn ACLs, all that stuff, I'm not going through that. I already broke my leg once. I still have a metal plate in my leg. I ain't doing that again. I have to answer that at airports all the time. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Anybody else wants to jump in here? Before um, and and once again, uh, I think Charles. Charles, what did you say we're gonna do with Gottlieb now? From now on, we're gonna honor him or dishonor we're gonna, him. We're we're gonna 
to fit his backwards pants and backwards underwear because, you know, obviously <laughs> crap comes from everywhere out of him. We're, you know, for, for the viewers and listeners, we're going to have something called either Gottlieb Goons because Gottlieb and his gobbly gook has just been so... He might call it inflammatory because it's an honest opinion. I can't get... I, I think my eyesight worsened when I saw that tweet. <laughs> And I didn't even dare listen to it because I, I didn't want my ears to bleed. You know, hell, I'm going to just rub some dirt in there even some more. I think a blind person probably has a better jump shot than Gottlieb did in his day. Ooh, We're going to basically aim to seek out these red... I, I got to be PC about this stuff. So seek out these... Yeah, don't be Pete oh, Davidson. Don't be, don't be Pete Davidson yeah, the, now. These, these falsely, the, these impassionate opinions that really aren't that impassionate or good opinions. They're just salacious to be salacious because no one will listen to them in the first place. Of guys who think they know the game, but they don't know the game. They really know the game that they actually played, giving comments on them. And you can tell what sports broadcasts they probably come from. Fox Sports 1. So what happens <laughs> is we're going to read something Ooh. that is kind of just Ooh. salacious and silly and just used to be a troll and here's the thing i understand the mindset of trolling shows that we have a strong backbone and that those who don't like to be trolled are soft but if you're trolling just to get your name out there you're an effing clown son right. let me tell you about something <laughs> that happens to clowns they draw smiley faces but they're really sad on the inside so if we had to all look to see who Doug Godlib was, and then we found out that really you're just a, a criminal, you might be 20 years later not a criminal, and you got FS1, I got to really wonder, you couldn't hire a better uh, basketball player than this guy? There's plenty of guys who don't make it into the pros that I'd rather hear from. Hell, you can get Royce White, who's battling like anxiety and depression, but he could be your you could be your black guy, Fox Sports 1, because you want to show that you're a mom and go ahead and have fun with Doug Godlib? Get the hell out of here. So with God of Goons, whenever we see something silly and something tells me, Doug will not be, it's his namesake, so you better earn it. He's basically All Might, you guys. If he wants to be the number one broadcaster of idiocy, he's going to earn that man, so he's going to be there often. We might see some Skip Bayless every now and then. We're definitely going to see Colin Cowherd, because he's Colin Cow Beep. Um, I, I typically hate him, though he did say something correct on Baker Mayfield that was a burn, and I loved it. But, you know, I am petty, too. And so we've got the goons. You're going to see the salacious, petty trolls that come in to actually think they know the game. But chances are, when they actually did try to play the sport that they're talking about, they were picked last or they were picked out of pity or they had to get the school teacher to play with them or maybe their mom called. So you talk about soft. Dude, you're as soft as the underwear that you were wearing on that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah, and one last thing about the fan reaction stuff. Did you guys see what happened in Philadelphia? Mm, no. With Sean Rodriguez? No. Okay, uh, so uh, let me see if I can post this up on uh, on our little screen here. So give me a second. Uh, so, okay, so the I think it was the a couple nights before, he actually had a walk-off. I think it was a walk-off home run for the Phillies, okay? And he immediately started saying, uh, afterwards, he was criticizing the fans because, um, he, he, once again, players just getting sick of, uh, of the, of, I guess the harassment, really. The harassment. And finally exercising their voices with regards to, um, with regards to, to taking people's crap, you know? 
I mean, after a while, you just you just get sick of taking people's crap. Uh, and, and fans, they, they got to deal with, you know, hecklers and all that stuff and people just saying awful things about them, about their family, about you know, their wives and their kids and their parents. Like, um, it's just... Um, it, it, so, he... I mean, I'm trying to find the... Um, uh, let me see. I'm trying to find what he said exactly. But he said that he called the fans entitled. Once again, going to my point. Um, so I cheered on Sharon because Philly fans boo everything. So why shouldn't a Philly player question it once in a while? Uh, uh, so I don't know. These people are some people are posting it, but uh, <laughs> and some people are actually angry. But these are Philly fans. So Philly's fans, uh, Philadelphia fans, are just. A different breed if you would call it I'm trying to be PC about it as well because um, but regardless he uh, he had a walk-off home run Chris has the fans next next night first at bat he's booed relentlessly this is the hero from the night before and Philly fans booed him uh, but once again Philly fans booed Santa Claus so what can I say um, is but- there a reason why he was booed because he criticized the fans calling them entitled because and, and criticizing the fact that you know fans especially Philly fans give them give the players crap uh, when when really it's not that serious and mm-hmm. and then you know when when they like them they love them you know it, and then and it's just it's such it's the bipolarness I would say of fans especially Philly fans you know so there's some tough right. tough fan bases. Uh, Charles is a Yankees fan, but there's there's a there's a point where the it, it just gets ridiculous. And mm-hmm. and I and this is what this topic was about. It basically people need to kind of just look at themselves in the mirror and uh and people like Dot, Doug Gottlieb just need to shut the hell up. Uh <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Charles just groans when the Yankees do bad. Mr. But yeah, fair question to sum it up. Have you guys ever booed your own team? Like, actually gone there, pay money, and be like, boo! I have not. I, I don't see the logic behind that. I, I guess my true colors came out this episode where I think everybody's an idiot but me, and I just Homer simpson it, and I'm just out. Um, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Francisco, you're a Marlins. I mean, Dolphins, let's say, have, you ever booed your own have I? Okay, I'm trying to think. Oh, I've booed the Florida Panthers because the power play has been awful for so long for a few games that I just like they're <laughs> they well the Panthers were notoriously awful at the power play. I I I <laughs> I always thought of the power play as a as a momentum killer at some points. And so when it got to a point where it's like, "Come on, guys, really?" But not to the point where I, I act like actively hate them or, or that type of thing. You know, it's uh, if they scored a power play goal when they actually did it, it's like holy crap! You guys got it, you got it together for once. Uh, but the Dolphins. Well, I went to the Dolphins home opener with my dad. I don't know what season it was. I don't know it was 2013 or 2014 uh, against the Buffalo Bills, where the Dolphins just got tr- just absolutely destroyed by the Bills. Uh, we walked out of that one. Uh, pretty early i walked out of only one marlins game um i don't know if i've actively booed the marlins though 
it's pretty hard when they're already so low. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like okay, I, I shouldn't expect too much from them. Uh, the I've never booed the Heat. I know that, and I never booed the Seminoles. So so uh, other well, than in fairness, the Seminoles have generally been good. They've only their first bowl miss in 40 years, I think, was last year. Although technically. They should have missed the year before that, but I digress. Yeah. Okay, but other than I don't know, Andrew, I'm pretty not sure you've never booed your teams. No. Especially UCF. Maybe privately, but not. I mean, privately, yeah, you can get angry with your team and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I've only booed the Panthers that that one time when their power play was just awful that day, and it was just it was after several. Well, not just the entire season of just being an awful power play, like bottom of the league type of stuff. I think that's a little warranted. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know the players know it and stuff. And and uh, but oh well. Uh, and you, Charles? How about you? You're boot. I don't think you booed the Yankees, have you? No, I mean no. I do, I just. You feel the empathy of disappointment, and, and when they suck, you just roll your eyes and say. I'm and Yankees fans, well, we know they boo their players. When yeah. they're when you know, it's always the World Series. It's okay. But I guess the for the Yankees, it's like and, it's, and the players know it too. There's a sort of well, not that not there is a sort of there is a an expectation, you know. Just 27, 27 championships. And hey, pass load of money just funneled in there. Yeah, you know, just trying to keep a roster afloat. Yep, you gotta win. You know, but all right, guys. Uh, let's see, we're at 49 minutes now. Uh, what can we talk about in 10 minutes? <laughs> um, well, the Utah Jazz popped up with a uh, um, a nice surprise, actually. I think it was leaked, or at least it was shown. But um, let me get the the screen up here. But um, and. Uh, and Another thing that goes to show that our generation is taking over because of these these throwbacks that are happening now. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Let me, uh, I think I'll probably just put sports logos. Chris Kramer always is on point. Um, the Jazz are posting, uh, they're going to have a throwback uniform and a throwback court. I love that the NBA does throwback courts now. I love that because it, it can. Like, it just, it looks great, doesn't it? It's like when the Dolphins wear their throwbacks and they put the throwback field on there as well, with the throwback logos. It's like, wow, it, it feels so good. It really does feel so good. I love it. Uh, but the Jazz are now doing a throwback court. Um, and it for me, it harkens back to when they were good and when I started watching basketball. Um, uh, it's John Stockton and Carl Malone, the 98 NBA Finals. Um so, I don't know if you guys have seen them, or at least remember I, them. I have not. It's the the, the purple mountain uh, uniforms that they wore back in the nineties. The one that kind of looked like, like the Colorado Rockies in a way. It, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, so there it is. You can see it on screen. That's at least um, the front of it there. But yeah, the Jazz are coming back with that. I like it. Um, I like the. It just looks great. Just looks great. It's probably one of the designs that I wish that they had kept going with, um, with regards to their 
their look, but now they went back to their 80s, 70s looks. Um, Alright. Uh, holy crap. The St. Louis Blues are hosting the All-Star Game next season. I did not know yep. that. And they just posted their their logo. So the defending champions of... Uh, ah, it looks nice. It's pretty alright. They got the got the trumpets there and uh, the arch they got a star in the middle I guess I don't know what the star well it's an all-star game and uh, it's presented by Honda um, let's see oh and the Arizona State Sun Devil hockey team has their uh, gold heritage hockey jerseys those look pretty good that's pretty good oh yeah what to El Paso by the way guys <laughs> Tell the world about your love cover. for El Paso. Oh, gosh. So uh, I went to El Paso. Let's see if I can post up the photos that I took. Uh, I inadvertently gave Andrew a tour of their ballpark out there, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Uh, we FaceTime over out there. So uh, I, it's been a running – it's not a running gag, but a running uh, – I don't know what you call it. Callback? You call it a gag. Oh, yeah. One of the uh, – once again um, – one of the unfortunate things of Andrew Luck retiring is, I hope not, but probably the end of the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, I imagine they'll keep it going. It may be in some capacity. Um, there's other parody accounts of other players that have, like, uh, Brigade Leader, Rogers, and stuff like that. But Andrew Luck, Captain Andrew Luck is the original and the best one. Um, and now his his bio says retired soldier, Colt, simple man. <laughs> um, and his he had his final one. I think uh, his final post was published by Sports Illustrated, which goes to show you how big this account was uh, for a lot of uh, football fans. Um, anyways, uh, let me find. Uh, Oh yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars are celebrating the 25th anniversary this season, and stupidly, they're having a 90s celebration on their final preseason game, rather than having a you know 25th anniversary 90s night during a regular season game where they wear the throwback uniforms, which you would think would be the smart thing to do, right? Huge missed yeah, opportunity. For the opener or something. Yeah, or you know, in the middle of the season, you know, when when the Jacksonville Jaguars are in last place in their division. Well, actually, that might be the Colts at this point. But um, actually, oh no, Charles, what do you think the Colts would do? They're going to be eight and eight. Jacoby Brissett is a competent quarterback. You know, he doesn't elevate certain talents. Like he won't elevate Devin Funchess and T. Y. Hilton. But T. Y. Hilton is gifted enough to help that team. Uh, Eric Ebron, he's still a tight end. You know every quarterback loves going down the middle with their tight ends. Mm -hmm. And then with Devin Funches, just catch the ball in the red zone, see what happens. They also got a guy from the Colts whose name I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry, from Ohio State, I believe, in the second round. Parrish is his name. So he's got potential, plus that's a strong offensive line. So you never know. You know, every dog has their day. This could easily just benefit them in being, hey, it's a different style of a quarterback, but it's still a quarterback to work with. And Frank Reich is an excellent coach. You want to know how we know he's an excellent coach? Because he went like 0-5 and, and then finished out 10-6 and, and mm -hmm. beat the uh, Houston Texans the first round of the playoffs. So right. 
trust the process because you got a guy who's been there for a while. I mean, granted, the real downfall for the Dolphins, oh, I'm sorry, not the Dolphins, for the Colts right now is that they have to turn to Brock Eisweiler as their backup because uh, they brought him for a visit in case the event that Jacoby Brissett gets injured. I imagine they would sign Osweiler for the same known reasons because who's going to be your backup? Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly? Nah, man. You know, aside from being a problem child, it's not really that good. And yeah. I don't even know the other guy. I know it was a project. So we've all seen the Brock Weiler experience over in Miami. <laughs> but yeah. their, ceiling, their ceiling could fall into a 9-7, and seven, maybe a sneaky 10-6 because everybody stayed except for Andrew Luck. So you right. still have yeah, yeah, it's it's pieces. Yeah, I mean, the Colts finally started doing things right. Uh, with regards to their, I mean, they really hit on their draft picks last year, um, and th- that offensive line and all that stuff. But it's too late. It is too late. It was too little, too late um, for Andrew Luck, at least. Okay. Okay. So here are the photos from El Paso. This is outside of Southwest University Park, which is home of the El Paso Chihuahuas, the AAA affiliate of the San Diego Padres. So uh, we went. So I went there. Uh, this is they're they have a beautiful stadium. I mean, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. It's better than Tropicana Field. Um, but uh, as Andrew, what would you say, Andrew, about Tropic? That's not a what. Well, you were the one that brought it up. But I mean, I brought up Tropicana Field, but like it wasn't that hard of to to top Tropicana oh, Field. Oh yeah, it's 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 not that hard to make a nicer field than Tropicana Field. <laughs> Uh, so they have like a play area and center field. They've got, you know, all these amenities. They have like kind of San Diego Padres-esque where they have these two, I guess, historical looking buildings in right field that kind of uh, flank and make the outfield wall there. And that thing in right field, they call it the wolf top. They've really, they've gone crazy with the Chihuahua thing with the tying in with like with dogs and pets and stuff. Uh, and uh, they've got these... <laughs> Uh, you, you, I see this artwork that I posted from the team store of Chihuahuas that, that you can buy um, in their wall. There's the wolf top that I was mentioning right there, the wall of champions. They won a Pacific Coast League championship back in 2016. Uh, the, the soccer team also plays there called the Locomotive. Uh, they've got this artwork around the ballpark because it's smack dab in, the, in downtown El Paso. So it's in the center of town. It's where the life of, of the town is. So a great placement for the ballpark. Um, you can walk past, you can actually, this is, you can walk past here and you're, you're looking at field level here. Uh, so you can kind of just take a peek at the game from the outside as well. Um, I also passed by UTEP and saw the Sun Bowl, which, oh yeah, there's a new sponsor, right, Andrew? Uh, yes. Who was uh, it? The new sponsor for the Sun Bowl is, uh, let me confirm, but I, it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's right. <laughs> That is right. And much to a lot of people's dismay, they didn't call it the cereal bowl, or the like. This they couldn't have. They couldn't have come up with the cereal bowl. Yeah, M- massive missed opportunity there. But of course, they didn't want to take the name of a historical game like the Sun Bowl because it's been the Sun right. Bowl forever. Um, and, and that stadium is pretty unique. It's 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 built right into the rocks of whatever mountain that they they built it out of so it's completely surrounded by rocks and things like that it's pretty unique it's a unique 
uh, landscape and atmosphere, that's for sure. And I'm sure, and it, it was hot over there. Not as hot as Phoenix. Phoenix is freaking awful in this time of year. <laughs> but, uh, so even then, El Paso uh, is not as hot as Phoenix, Arizona uh, this time of year. But, uh, once again, I love you, El Paso. And I can't wait to go back to you again. I had some great tacos there because when, when in El Paso, you eat tacos. And uh, at the Chihuahuas team store, Andrew, uh, I mean, you thought it was fantastic. It was huge. It is. Like Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've seen the team store that nice. They have all these, uh, they have like the, the, dog, the dog bandanas. Uh, a bunch which of... are much too big for my dog, which... I have an I have a, a they're my secondary team or one of my secondary teams because I own a Chihuahua so it's kind of of course I have to root for the El Paso Chihuahuas. And uh, they had a bunch of uh, dog themed stuff. They have dog toys, obviously, and mm. uh, they also sell, sold these dog ears that you could wear on your head to look like a Chihuahua. That was the one of the more. Oh, they also had the hats and. Um, they had some pretty good. They had the El Paso Diablos hats, which Andrew fell in love with. Um, the Diablos used to be a double A team uh, out of El Paso that were there when I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They were part of the same Texas league, so that was an awesome flashback. To and see. I'm looking at B who here, who's got some things about Phoenix there. Uh, trying to see if I can pull up that. King of the Hill. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was, I, I I remember the episode of King of the Hill where uh, Peggy <laughs> Peggy and Bobby walked out because they they went to visit Hank's uh, mom in Phoenix, and it's like this this uh, this city should not exist. It's a testament to man's arrogance. <laughs> it's like standing on the surface of the sun. Um, that I remember that from King of the Hill. Uh, but anyways, uh, El Paso, you're great. I love you, and I can't wait to go back again. And uh, we're at the halfway point, guys. So we shall move on to one of our most favorite subjects, probably the best segment that we love. Uh, a word from our non-sponsors. Uh, who, who, I don't know who Charles wants to go first. Is, Charles is the more timely one, mm. so we should let him get it over with. Okay, then. Go Let's ahead. Not get it over with. I didn't do it. You should start. <laughs> I, I can make a like joke about ex girlfriends with that comment, but I'll pass. Ladies and gentlemen, life <laughs> is about debate. As attorneys, we all debate. You know, as Twitter pursuers, follow everybody on Twitter, Dan Frijoles, Francisco's long ass name that I don't know, and then my own <laughs> stuff. We debate. Everybody debates. We have a presidential election coming up that has several debates. But the most strong debate the most in the now debate has been who has the better chicken sandwich mm. Popeyes or Chick-fil-A and we commented on a little bit last week but I had to try something for myself to make a determination and my non-sponsor of the week boys and this ends the debate completely okay so your non-sponsor is the winner yes okay. the winner Okay. My my non sponsor of the week is KFC because oh, I oh, oh, I oh from out of left field. 
Well, a new challenger I'll approaches. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> for a month and a half, I did not have fast food because I was trying to get it right and get it tight for 30. That has come and passed, and now I destroyed it. Today for lunch, for 45 days plus, I had to see this commercial of something that was unholy and ungodly, something that was going to clog my arteries and take off 10 years of my life the way that alcohol and everything else and sweets could never do. I had to see this commercial of a KFC Cheetos sandwich. Oh! It, it is composed of the chicken, of the Cheetos, of a Cheetos sauce, cheese, and of course the buns. And I was in that line. People were like, don't do it, man. You're going to blow up the toilet at work. You're going to die. I'm like, I got it. I was, like a, I was like a bug's life, the mob that says, don't look at it like I can't help it. I have never been more obsessed in my life. And I went big on this, you guys, because I didn't just get the sandwich. They're like, you want you want a combo with wedges and uh, you know Pepsi? I'm like, hell yes, I do. Thank you. Bless your mother. And I went home. I took a video of it. I took a video of it. I, maybe I'll send it to the guys later so they can laugh at it. I took a video of it because I was hypnotized. I'm like, what's this? You want to be inside me? I was ready <laughs> to commit to this because either it was going to be the greatest thing I ever had or the worst thing I ever had because I appreciate novelty items. And you guys, I took a bite of it and it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing! I couldn't, you know, and me, he was right. Of course, he saw that coming. I couldn't say no to it because I had talked about it. Guys, it tastes like the sauce is like sweet Cheetos. Oh my you god! Imagine that you want it, but it was so good, and I'm like, what? And the cheese mix, I'm like, get the heft out of here! <laughs> like you guys complaining about Chick Fil A, whose lines are too long, and I think they're frankly overrated because I had it once nine years That's ago. That's what I said last I week. Like, That's what I said last yeah, week. A little I, overrated. If I never, if I never felt compelled to have it after nine years i don't want to and when it comes to popeye as well i always felt kfc buckets were better and you kind of look like your workers don't wash their hands and that's why we have hepatitis a in Marin county but i digress oh, on boy. something that's more serious. Oh, <laughs> but you guys like listen you don't have to try it if you don't want to i tried it for us and it didn't get <laughs> so the verdict out there it's done this is not a debate of kobe you know kobe lebron or michael's greatest of all time this is just your wayne gretzky or gordy howe you just know who's there you know who's <laughs> you know and you better you you better get your knee pads prepped because you gotta bow to it and it's gonna I, do i ever need to have it again i don't need to ever have it again but you know what? I had it, and it's better to have loved and lost than never love at all, gentlemen. So the winner, <laughs> the undisputed, the reigning, the offending, universal champion of best chicken sandwiches is KFC because of the KFC Cheeto Sandwich promo code. Ooh, ah, damn it. What's uh, Chester the Cheetah? Chester. Chester that's, the, yeah, that's Chester the Cheetah. Okay. Woo! Wow. That was. That, Francisco, you need to that, chop that up and just make that one of the clips for oh, today. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like. KFC. That was like freaking uh, a new challenger approaches, like in Smash. Like, you know, just like the, the sirens going off right there. Sheesh. Wow. Woo! Andrew, how are you going to follow that up? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I gotta. I don't know. 
You, you go ahead. I, I went pretty early last time. Gosh, I mean, I thought my non-sponsor would be El Paso, Texas, because, man, I love that city. But I kind of already kind of did it. So, yes. um, I mean, I, I can think of one on the fly here. I, you know what? My, my non-sponsor, because I've been playing it to death on the all these travel, all this traveling I've been doing the past two weeks now on the plane, I, I'm going to give a shout-out to the, the Doom franchise. Okay? Yeah. The Doom franchise, because I've been playing a whole crap ton of Doom. So uh, let me just post this on the screen here. Uh, Doom franchise. Let me just kind of type that in there. Uh, so uh, I think a, uh, a couple weeks ago, Bethesda, who owns the Doom franchise now, released uh, Doom 1, 2, and 3 on the Nintendo Switch. So I'd never played the series before, but I know its importance in in video games in, in history, uh, being probably the the game that popularized the FPS. It is it is the reason that you have your forty million Call of Duties, and your your Halos, and your Battlefields, and your and even one of my favorite games, Metroid Prime. Um, it, it just it 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 made the first person shooter what it is to start out you know and i decided okay i'm gonna play doom one two and three in order and um so i started playing doom one and and it's been released on pretty much every system known to man at this point ms dos the sega 32x the atari jaguar of all things uh super nintendo ps ps1 sega saturn 3dl game boy advance yeah 360 on ios and get on your phone and I got it on my Switch. Um, and guys, I played the first one, and I'm like, this is fun. It's it's still a great game. And this game was made, what, 1993? And that's when it released. Like 1993. 93. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I, I did not have a moment where I was bored or a moment where I was like, okay, this is definitely very primitive of a game like when you play a lot of nes like when i'm playing tecmo bowl right now you know there's a lot of a lot of um you know uh, limitations but i mean doom original doom 2 even better than doom 1 because it's it, it's basically like an, an expansion pack but it just did everything doom 1 did but better kind of like mario galaxy and mario galaxy 2 and um i played some of doom 3 now it's more it was released like in 2004 um yeah 2004 on the xbox and pcs and uh it's more of like a horror game in the vein of like resident evil in a sense so it's got a different mood that's for sure maybe that's why i haven't played too much of it because i'm a i'm a i'm a scaredy cat and as i was playing these i'm like guys i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna drop down the 60 bucks and get doom 2016 so I, I dropped down the 26, uh, the, the bucks for 2016 on the Switch, and I've been having the absolute most fun ever with that game. The, the carnage, the, I mean, this, the opening of the game is this guy with like this deep voice saying, uh, like the demons that they are, what, they are rage, um, brutal and without mercy, but you, you will be worse like it that just gets you pumped up immediately the soundtrack is fantastic it's it's heavy metal death metal rock um that if you've watched the the digital gaming for this this version of doom like they actually auto-tuned a chainsaw to get uh some of the tracks on there 
Like, like I feel like going into the depths of hell and just, 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 you know, you know, just getting a lot of demons and killing them and and doing, uh, being. I mean, what can you say other than man? It's just great. And um, I guess my promo code will be BFG. And if you know what that stands for, you know what I mean. Alrighty, so that's the Doom franchise. I could show you my my gameplay of it. I actually did a a let's play of it a few days ago. But yeah, um, all right, Andrew, yeah, you're up now, man. Alrighty, my non sponsor of the week is Rawlings. Ooh, Rawlings, huh? Okay, that is correct. Now I have owned a Rawlings baseball glove for several years. I used to have. Uh, I think it was Mizuno way back in the day, but for the majority of my life, I have had Rawlings baseball gloves, but that is not the reason why they are my non-sponsor this week. The reason they are my non-sponsor this week is because my wallet is from Rawlings, and it is made <laughs> of, of Rawlings leather. Really? It is, it is an awesome wallet. It wait, wait, the they make wallets? Wallet. They make wallets. They make uh, business card holders. They make uh, knapsacks. They make, uh, I don't know what you would call it, kind of messenger bags. Um, They make a whole line of stuff like that, and they are all fantastic. I only own two, which is the wallet and the credit card holder, but they are both absolutely fantastic. It is made out of... Rawlings quality leather, and it it is just so cool. I love them. Um, the reason why I am bringing it up now, even though I've had this wallet for probably two years now, is a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah, it was at least a month ago. I thought I had lost my wallet, and I was very sad. Not only because of all the stuff that was in there but because I love that wallet so much. <coughs> and out of sheer luck, it happened to be hiding in my closet underneath some sheets. So I was very happy that I found my wallet. So it made me appreciate, it made me appreciate more than ever this wonderful wallet that I have from Rollins. Oh, wow. So I highly recommend you buy it. They come in multiple colors. They come in your standard quote-unquote natural color which is kind of a light light brown but they also come in black so it's a good way to be professional to have your wallet and everything but it's also a great way to show yes i am a baseball fan i love baseball is this it so much. is this it uh, i i have i have their products here they sell sandals too wow so it's a perfect way to say, yes, I am a baseball fan. I am a discerning fan because I want baseball to w- be with me through every stage of my life. It is always going to be in my jeans pocket. It is going to be with me whenever I go to a business event because I'm going to whip this out and say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This is my business card. Please have it. And at the same time, no, they'll know, ah, yes. This is a very discerning individual who likes baseball. <laughs> I love, wow, they I, they have so many different wallets. I did not know this. 
I did not know they made anything they have, but baseball gloves and baseball batting gloves. They have bifolds, they have trifolds, and... Oh my god. Just... Do you see this on the screen? They sell a chair that looks like a baseball glove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For $4,500, but still... <laughs> and, 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 oh, it's 25% off today, so, you know, if you want to take advantage of this deal, uh, you know, just put in our uh, good word with Sports Goose and... And we'll get that Rawlings sponsorship going. Yeah. So, yes, uh, Rawlings is my non-sponsor of the week. Um, promo code is... Uh, oh, and I should note, if you happen to be living in the Miami area, which I think only three of us do, um, but you never know. Um at least in Miami area, I wonder if he'll do it in other locations, but Sam's Club has deals on these wallets right now. Interesting. I, I, just, I just did not know this stuff existed. Wow. Very, so, uh... Francisco, if you want to get your first ever root beer float <laughs> we, and get a baseball, a Rawlings wallet, we can go because <laughs> the Sam's Club right near me oh, is gosh. doing it. Okay. All righty. Um, and I'm, that, ladies and gentlemen, is called a callback to the previous episode. Okay. Bravo to me. Yay. <laughs> Promo code is, I found my wallet. You should get one, too. Okay. All righty, then. So those are all our uh, non-sponsors. And, yeah, that's... <laughs> to, uh, no, thank you to Kentucky Fried Chicken uh uh doom and rawlings for this week oh gosh that was that was fun that was actually a lot of fun Woo, man that uh, was the most uh into a non-sponsor that i've been in a while <laughs> i i just went i just went full out on that one uh i had to, i had to at least be on par with charles in his enthusiasm Oh gosh. Okay, so, uh, so now we've we've gone through. Okay, what do you guys want to talk about next? All right, because we can go anywhere from here. Fulmer Cup. Oh, Fulmer Cup. that's right. We have an off-season champion now that, and actually that'll segue nicely into college football afterwards, uh, because a very significant game happened on last Saturday, at uh, what, <laughs> at the. Uh, what, what, what is the Camping World Stadium now, which is formerly known as the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. And, it is and always will be the Citrus Bowl to me. And uh, where a lot of people realize that it does not, uh, the breeze does not come in very well at that stadium, apparently, because people are really <laughs> hot. People were commenting that it was say, really hot there. I can't say that, I've, that I know for sure, because I've only been there once, and that was for a football game in November. No, December. So... It was nice and, by Orlando standards, chilly. Okay. So, uh, Andrew, um, who is our off-season champion? Uh, get, right. us, get us going there. What? I mean, we, we started this back. When is, well, first off, what is the Fulmer Cup? Because now that we're at the end of it, might as well explain what it is. Right. And then, who won? As always, I give my standard disclaimer, which yes. is, we are not the official podcast of, of the Fulmer Cup. Okay, so the Fulmer Cup, just as a recap, is an off-season, quote-unquote, competition 
to determine which is the team that has accumulated the most points for crimes committed by their players. <laughs> there are a few of certain rules, like it has to be a current player, um, it has to happen with a cer- certain time frame, which is the moment that the last Division One football game is played. This is only for Division One teams. That's FBS and FCS, so Division Two and Division Three do not count. It's the off season or the former cup season starts the moment the final game is played, which is in this case the college football playoff national championship, and ends the moment that the first division one game begins, which this year was Villanova at Colgate, uh, which I think started at three o'clock on Saturday, last Saturday. But anyway, so you've got a good um February, March, it's like good four or five, six months, I, I can't math, uh, of, <laughs> of, of, That's uh, why you went to law point, school. Exactly. Uh, good, a good amount of time to accumulate these points. So, without further ado, the 2019 Fulmer Cup champion is... Drum roll, the FCS please. <laughs> is the Bryant Bulldogs, an FCS team out of the Northeast Conference. It was a close one, though. They coming in second place and missing out on the championship or tying by one point was the Georgia Georgia Southern Eagles. They got 27 points. So just a quick explainer, there are different points allotted to different crimes. Like, uh, I think one point's like for little petty dis- misdemeanors, things like that, uh, all the way up to 25 points, which is for cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> that one's my favorite. That, uh, with bonus points given, if they, uh, <laughs> if they exceed the allotted amount of food they can have per day as set by the NCAA. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there has not been cannibalism at any point this uh, at any point in this competition this year or past. Um, so just a thing of note: the number of charged crimes has decreased significantly over the past couple of years. The system works. Uh, what's that? The system works. That <laughs> is true. They, they are wary of the Fulmer Cup. Um, back in twenty, back in twenty fourteen, which is the first year that RCFB took over, uh, there were one hundred eleven. It climbed all the way up to one hundred thirty six back in twenty seventeen, and then now it's at sixty nine. Oh, oh wow! Nice. Thank you. I was waiting for that. A <laughs> <laughs> long pause. <laughs> okay. I was waiting for someone to do it, and mm-hmm. I was going to do it if someone else didn't. Um, so, here's how it happened. It all came from four players as part of the same incident. So, uh, what happened was there was an altercation that started with breaking and entering into a uh, house. I think it was a apartment on the Bryant campus. Yeah, I have it here on the screen, but yeah, uh uh-huh. 
uh, resulted in assault and required the university to announce a review as to whether racial bias was involved, which was not found conclusively. There were four people, wide receiver Shelton McNeil, linebacker Jack McNeil, uh, and Zaheer Williams were all charged with breaking and entering, simple assault, disorderly conduct, and conspiracy. Defensive back Jared Martin was additionally charged with breaking and entering and disorderly conduct, but did not get the assaulting conspiracy charges. So those four players combined get 28 points. Okay. Wow. Now, the winner for best individual performance... Mm-hmm. which is given to the player who individually got the most points. That went to, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I'm trying to look at it here too. That went to Quan Griffin, defensive lineman at Georgia Southern. Quan Griffin, uh, I'm trying to see what he did. It's Let's see, let's see. Right right or, uh, that one, let's say starting cube, okay, uh, let me see. Okay, Griffin. Okay, in second place was Georgia Southern, blah, 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 blah. Received the highest overall point total for a domestic altercation. Went home with family that resulted in four felony charges and four misdemeanors. Wow. Yeah, it was... It was... Yeah, it was, this looks awful. <laughs> and he's so still in jail. In yeah. So bear in mind, Georgia Southern got twenty had 27 points. 26 of those came from him. <laughs> okay. Wow. All oh, right. No, I, I apologize. 21 of those came from him. Okay. So the overwhelming majority, and the other was a... Man, I don't have my notes. My internet's down, so I'm working on my phone. Okay. <laughs> All right. But um, I, I, yeah, I'm still, looking here. 21 points... Yeah, he basically put them on the map. I mean, he's he's actually 21 points. He he actually outdoes one uh, a ton of teams here in the, the top eight here. Uh, George is just he alone accounts for uh, uh, Nichols, ULM, and Washington State combined equal what he did. Yes, <laughs> like that's wow. that's impressive. That's uh, the other uh, former Cup mods and I were very impressed with, <laughs> with with that one. That was pretty good. Wow. Okay. And it's definitely one of the higher uh, individual scores that it's that we've seen. And probably, and I'm looking at you guys also mentioned Nebraska here, and it's oh, at least they're doing something, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a dead college program and i call them dead so it's pretty much like how the u is dead and we'll get to that too um, <laughs> it's, it's been dead for a while i'm gonna say that i don't care what michael Irvin says <laughs> um, so yes that that this thus concludes the 2019 fulmer cup season it will be back next season uh whenever the national championship game ends mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to seeing what uh, criminal hijinks will come next year. Okay, and hopefully some more fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, and they have an all former Cup team? That yep. is funny. That is really, really funny. 
Oh, the, the QB's from UTEP, so way to go, El Paso. <laughs> uh, oh, my, my brother-in-law would not like all these guys from Mississippi State on here, but... <laughs> um, yeah, Mississippi State didn't have a good year this year. Yeah. Oof, okay. Or did it have a great year in regards to former standings? Think positively, you guys. And once uh, again, the SEC reigns supreme in the conference. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, boy. if anyone wants to see this in more detail, um, the the website where you can see it is reddit.com slash r slash the Fulmer Cup, all one word. Yep, and I have um, it on screen here so you can see where it is. Okay. All right. So congratulations to Bryant. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's see. We are about almost an hour and a half in. Um, hmm, is it time, guys, to go to a little thing called the cage? Let's do it. Yeah, are, are we doing it? We're I guess doing we're it. doing it. We're doing it. It's been a month, Charles. It's been a month. Uh, Vince McMahon has already shown us his XFL teams and their names, but there must have been stuff going on in the world of wrestling. So. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your weekly mm-hmm. uh, program, your weekly oh, yeah. suplex of the cage with Charles. It's been a little bit of a vacation time, but, you know, wrestling every now and then has its small moments. But remember, big things have small beginnings, and it doesn't get any bigger than what's happening soon in this week. As I tell everybody who's new in his old viewerships, wrestling's not fake. It is scripted. It is a dance. It is a ballet of men and women with tights fighting over championships, love, respect, money, <laughs> or just hating their bosses. And it is my proud pleasure to bring you this week's cage. So introductions are done. Big things happening, ladies and gentlemen. Big things happening. From the WWE standpoint, I got three things I got to talk about here. One, the pay-per-view that we missed, SummerSlam. I'll keep it brief. I liked it. It was good. One of the big four pay-per-views that came out there. Not the best, but what made me happy was for once in a long time, two things happened here. One, Brock Lesnar showed up. And he showed up big time. Showing up meaning in the sense of like he actually showed up to care for his matches. That man <laughs> put over Seth Rollins in the best way possible because Seth got a clean finish. The match was hot from start to finish. Everybody was shocked. We thought it was going to be a mixture of Lobos, maybe some cheating or just pure decimation by Brock on Seth. Nah, we went straight to suplexes, reversing out of suplexes, F5s, kicking out of F5s things happening on the table. Yes, I know you, Mr. Cannon, not weekly, but you know, I lie. I'm a lawyer. It happens. Um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, Seth, it took three pins to beat Brock, but it happened and it was good. And for once, the other thing to point out in SummerSlam, the main event was finally the best match of the night. Now, mind you, that could be kind of scary if it's not a good pay-per-view, but it didn't have any that many duds. It was pretty compelling, pretty interesting. Becky Lynch for Natalie was great. Um, well, not great, but it was very good. I did enjoy uh, a little bit of what they were doing with Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston, even though the uh, the finale and the finisher was kind of hogwash. But guys, let's talk about something bigger, something that, were, that helped build the cage to its height of greatness. Mm-hmm. The Fiend finally showed up in his in-ring debut. The Fiend with Bray Wyatt, you know, the guy who looked like Mr. Rogers? The that had a little yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, he showed up, you guys, and Francisco, if you don't have that in the background, you got to put something in there. I am searching for it now. That's <laughs> he, he comes out in a lantern. He just comes out. It's all dark. He has a heavy metal remix version of his theme song played by Agent Orange, I believe is the band's name, who cover also Aleister Black and another, uh, another wrestler's theme. Very intense. I liked it. Or maybe Code Orange. I'm sorry, not Age Orange. Get back to me on that one. But he is carrying the head, the the cast, like the mask head of Bray Wyatt when he doesn't have the mask on as the form of Lantern. It was just beautiful. The match itself was more for show and entertainment. But you had Bray in that little conflicted sense as the Fiend. On one hand, he's wearing hurt. The other hand, he's wearing heel. And he just decimates Finn Balor. And it was awesome. I loved it. It was the payoff that I wanted. So that's thing number one about WWE and wrestling. Uh, the other thing I think I kind of mentioned, alluding to it before talking to Francisco and Andrew, is that this is also AEW's uh, pay-per-view of All Out this weekend. On Sunday, you can get on Bleacher Report Live, TNT, pay 50 bucks. I'm not going to do it because I'm cheap, you know, but I'll probably watch the YouTube matches that stream for free. But a couple of matches that you need to know. Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes. Remember those clips that we put in the background several episodes ago of Sean Spears hitting Cody in the head with, and it wasn't a protected chair shot and it was bad? Well, the yeah. blood fumes started. Uh-huh. Tully Blanchard, one of the original greats, one of the originals, you know, from back in the day, WCW, NWA. He's going to be on Sean Spears' side. I expect Cody to win, but there's going to be a nice story telling about it. Now the match you want to look out for, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the AAA titles. Those are titles that defended the tag team program down in Mexico, but, you know, there's a little cross-brand there. It's a Escoleta de Muerte match, a ladder match. It'll be pretty exciting. And more importantly, they're going to coronate and crown their first ever all-elite wrestling heavyweight champion. The match between Cody Rhodes, oh, not Cody Rhodes, I'm sorry, Hangman Page and Chris Jericho. That's right, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, the Lionheart. <laughs> Chris like Jericho is probably going to come in and just win it out, man. Like, I, I don't see how you could put it on Page. You got to let Jericho have it. So he can be just this new perpetual heel because his whole shtick with AEW is he's telling everybody that he needs to be told, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you. Thank me, Chris Jericho. Thank Chris Jericho for putting wrestling back on the map. But you know what? It will be the smart move for them to do. But you know, at the end of the day is maybe they don't want to upset a little bit of the talent there. We'll see, right? And the other big thing that's coming across, NXT. The true weekly wrestling show that was on every Wednesday on the WWE Network that showcased a lot of the developmental guys that had a lot of studs, such as an Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, Johnny Gargano, good tag teams like Harvey Undisputed Era, the Street Profits, who have been featured in Raw a little bit, some of the women's Candice LeRae, Yo Shirat, I mean, I'm giving everybody's names out there. They're now moving to USA to become a two hour live show. And they're still going to keep their tapings at full sale. So they'll still be based out of Orlando, but they're doing this a strategic move to go against AEW's weekly show called, I think they titled it as Wednesday Night Dynamite. Silly name, but whatever. You know, they could have just called it All Elite Wednesday, and I think that would have been make more sense if they're called All Elite Wrestling, but whatever. Um, but they're coming in October. Oh, we got the Phoenix background. Look yeah, at this yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I was looking. I'm like, that is terrifying. <laughs> that is legitimately nerve-wracking and ooh, that oh, guy be- good. that guy belongs in doom 
I like I like a little horror. I like yeah. a little horror in my life for wrestling. So they're moving, and will this create the new kind of Wednesday Night Wars? We don't know. The concern that I have for NXT is that oversaturation, overexposure of the wrestlers who some of you know because it's easy to put a weekly show on that's only an hour long. It's difficult to put on a show that's two hours long live and the roster is not as deep as usual. But my gut instinct tells me to kind of keep the mainstream audience who don't know about NXT on the WWE Network, well, what they're going to do is probably keep a couple of the main roster guys and have them kind of flow in between the three. So no longer is it really just brand developmental. Now for the benefit of WWE, I guess, is you have all three. Is it going to be negative to all elite wrestling? Maybe. Maybe not. What hurts them, though, a little bit is that come the sports seasons and playoffs, and baseball and basketball, Wednesday's a weird time slot because you highlight yeah. some game. Are they going to go on hiatus for all elite wrestling? I don't know because NXT is going to be on USA, so you have an alternative to watch. You're not losing the crowd. What are you going to do as all elite wrestling? You're going to broadcast on Bleacher Report as other people watch the other show? I mean, you know, that's, I, I mean, there was like uh, 1 million views on, on Bleacher Report. I mean, it's still views. I mean, now, hey, now Major League Baseball is on YouTube. Have you seen that? I've seen I've seen a couple of games on YouTube now for, they, they for some baseball. Yeah. So I think it's it's a it's a it's a good platform to to, to, to kind of get out there. You know, why not? Yeah. Why not? I, I, well, More eyeballs. Look, I have it. You know, I did to watch the free pay-per-views and, you know, uh, Look, it's only a boon. I think the harder selling point, not to ramble on to all elite wrestling and what the biggest pitfall is, is that no matter what, even if I don't like the wrestling completely from the WWE, if I don't think it's great, if I don't think it's elite, I'm still paying $10 a month for a pay-per-view. Guys, we grew up in the days where it cost 50 to $60 just mm-hmm. to see, like Halloween Havoc, the Royal Rumble. WCW stuff, WWE stuff, even maybe some E2W stuff, but we don't like to waste our time watching those bad pay-per-views, right? So you spoil me with $10, so I can even just stop the pay-per-view if I don't want to. I'm like, all right, I'm done. To pay 50 bucks for a pay-per-view, that could be good or bad, because here's the thing, you never want to make me watch something that says, I spent money on this, and here's a common truth. Hardly any wrestling promotion will have a pay-per-view that it's just going to be perfect from top to bottom from all matches. So hopefully they find a way to it. But like I said, this thing hasn't even shut off yet. So who are we to say, hey, it's good or bad? I personally like it because I think the not, – not in love with it, but I like competition because I think the climate does show that it's time for an American alternative that's not Ring of Honor, which has kind of really stagnated badly since a lot of the guys left, that is not a international alternative like New Japan. Mind you, the matches are good. They're just not on a television concept of entertainment versus telling a story in the ring and soul in the ring. So that that's your weekly truplex folks. That's what I got for you. <laughs> okay. All right guys. Ooh. Man, it's been a while. It's been a while. Ooh. Gosh. Should we continue that segue into college football? Oh yes, that's right. Okay, so guys, um Hurricanes and Gators happened. And unfortunately that's, that's, a, that's a good way to describe it. Uh, unfortunately, a meteor didn't just absolutely destroy the Citrus Bowl, so that there was no winner for I, for I, us I Florida State fans. I take offense to that. The Citrus Bowl should remain unharmed. There should just be a meteor just large uh, enough. Okay, to well, cover the field. 
Right, okay, a crater that destroyed the field and destroyed the, the hurricanes and the gators and the Florida State Seminoles are left standing. Oh, well, okay, UCF. UCF and FAU and FIU as well. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, it happened. And uh, I especially saw that last quarter of that game. Man, uh, I don't know if college football needs a preseason, but oof. <laughs> <laughs> there was some sloppiness. There were some miscues. There was just... I don't know if it added to the... Well, it did add to the suspense. But... Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as Andrew said, it, it, uh, it happened. <laughs> so um, it, it happened. Uh, Andrew, you're our resident college football guru. So uh, your <laughs> everyone, thoughts... Everyone has, everyone has their strengths. Right. College so, football is uh, mine. What, um, what, what, what were, I mean, did you see the game? Yes, I did. Okay. From start to finish? Uh. Or at least the important parts, you know? I saw most of it. Okay. Most of it. Most of it is enough for most of us. So, um, <laughs> if, if, okay. One criticism about camping, that, that opener, there weren't enough camping world signs around the stadium. <laughs> You know, I don't think a thousand was enough. They should have had more Camping World signs because if there's one thing that I knew is that Camping World sponsored that game. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that aside, your thoughts. That was the, well, let me clarify. That last quarter, that fourth quarter was the ugliest ugliest college football i have ever seen you want to fight because that's how you fight those are fighting <laughs> words sir. those are fighting <laughs> words Oof. okay that was that was horrific it made me want to claw my eyes out that was not fun to watch although as you mentioned ironically it became extremely ex- suspenseful at the end of the game mm-hmm. which i would not have expected considering how terribly that it, game it, went. It became suspenseful in the fact that, okay, which one of these teams is just going to really screw this up more than that they already have? Who wants to lose more? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to snatch? Obviously, obviously we did because we care, all right? It's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, that was just an all-around... Even, uh, I think, on everybody's parts, from the coaches to the players to the officiating. Woo, dear Lord. It was all pretty bad. Um, I, to, to quote a, a book that I used to read when I was younger, it was a terrible, no, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> um, that was just a very bad game. I mean, it was okay in general for most of it, but then that fourth quarter just absolutely just... I have no more words for it. It was just that bad. Um, um, but okay. I will say this. Um, I was monitoring the the chat, uh, the game thread in RCFB, and holy moly, uh, that was a... That was a firestorm. That was an interesting way to start off the season, having two bitter rivals going at each other. But hey, right. I'm, I'm actually ha- glad that it happened, because that means the Florida, Florida Cup gets to happen, which is... Um, it's Florida's version of 
the the commander in chief cup where it's three teams play round robin basically and the team who has the most wins wins um it happened most of it happens every year because fsu has to play florida um fsu and miami play each other because they're in the same conference so the missing link is miami playing florida um and they haven't played uh played each other since 2013 right so it got to happen again so we will find out who is the the best team in florida this year which of course is ucf so this whole thing does not matter uh okay and Uh, let me say that i'm not the only person who thinks that there were people there was a post i swear there was an op-ed in the washington post that said the reason why florida and miami played at camping world stadium is because they were too scared to go the other 18 miles to get to ucf (laughs) so this was especially the gators and, yes and let has been said even beyond that article ucf would have whooped florida and miami the way that they played without a doubt and i i'm inclined to agree uh and that's not just based on my bias as an alumnus at florida or ucf has gone 25 and one over the past two seasons. They've they've scored over 30 points in all of those 26 games. They are right now more or less the best team in Florida, um, and that was confirmed by the way that those two teams were playing uh, last Saturday. So that's my UCF rant over. But ugh, that was not a good game. Hopefully that this week one this official week one has some better matchups okay uh charles since you are our resident canes fan at this point my retort (sighs) okay bring it on i mean objectively speaking as i just kind of typed to be you but i'll segue i really have a hard time seeing this team getting to six like seven wins eight wins comfortably speaking the strength of schedule helps out a little bit it's more about what mark coming from the cane perspective good though we have at least manny diaz to fall in the backdrop to motivate the guys that actually know him that are still there on defense and maybe a little bit on offense I was kind of a fan of Jaron Williams a little bit in the sense of like, hey, he started off pretty good. He looked sharp. And I then... think he did as good as he could given the situation, freshman. And... He absolutely Precisely. did. Precisely. He absolutely did. Well, a lot of the love or a lot of the speculation was that it was going to go to Tate Martell, who had transferred from Ohio State. I'm just glad it's not in Kosi Perry. And Kosi, you're too erratic. You're, you're too skinny. I don't think you could take a hit. You know, I'm not a big fan of the dual quarterback system in college football. I want a guy who's going to stick it through at the end of the day. Um, We don't really have much to work with. I mean, DJ Dallas kind of showed up a little bit. There was the turnovers. Mm. We know. That's the hard part. And Okay, so I just want to chime in really quick. So you know how uh, there's the Jameis Winston turnover factory? Right. Yeah. That's a little mom and pop store compared to what happened. That's like the hostess of turnover factors. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a reason why it's a turnover chain, Andrew, and it, everybody gets to wear it. So, 
<laughs> on both teams. But it was dirty. It was gritty. It wasn't fun. If anything, I feel for Florida fans because if they're riding the coattails of Dan Mullen's era, Felipe Franks did not really look good. You know? No, that was... There, yeah. I feel like a lot of it was more of blown Miami coverage, such as that, like, 66-yarder to Tony. So we'll see. I mean, if anything, and it just disappears because what is it? The Dan Mullins offense is like, hey, Franks, run, 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 play action, use the same play, make it look like you're running, but pass it. So for a team that is ranked overly high, I, you know, once we get into the full swing of things and rankings, so we're talking about 10 weeks down the line, I think them beating a piss-poor UM team doesn't necessarily get you a higher seeding compared to what everybody else is going to go against. I mean, that that's it. I mean, am I glad that college football is back? Of course. I have something that I can watch as I'm doing my laundry. Uh, it, it, it's good to have it back. You always want more because me and my buddy were talking about it. It felt like it, we really should have just put a foot on the throat. And what happened was we just ended up wearing our underwear backwards, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that that's you're never gonna let you're never gonna let him live that down, are you? I'll find somebody to hate really soon. I'm very petty, man. It's okay. All right. Um, I, what about that uh, that botched um, return? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Momentum changer, I would think. Yeah, I, I mean, just with everything, you know, you're, you're coming into it. It, it. Some of it's about discipline and teaching guys certain things of not doing too much, of knowing when to do enough and not to do too much and to do nothing at all. And it, it, it was a momentum changer. You know, you felt like you were on it, man, and then all of a sudden it was just over. And yeah. we talked about is that collectively a lot of the Florida schools bond together when it's, you know, any, any of us are playing UF. I will be a Seminoles fan for the day when it's you guys versus the Gators. Oh, so, yeah. you know, that, that's what comes into it. Because it's just, it's kind of like, you know, they're Philly fans. It's kind of uh, okay. like they're... Yeah, yeah. That's, I actually, I actually want to want to bring this up. Who is the most hated of the Florida schools? Since, I think it's Florida. Yeah, I would think so. I think if you if you polled uh, FSU, UM, uh, UCF, USF, FIU, FAU, uh, FAMU, and, and Bethune-Cookman, if you polled all of those people in all their schools, who would they vote for? I think well, UF. I, I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure, would say that they hate UCF right now because we're – you know, nah. fighting the nah. Nah. nah, nah, no. What happens no, is no. we just treat UCF like that's cute, dear. Like you gave us macaroni art that you made. <laughs> you know, you're gonna get our acceptance. It's coming. Your ranks, your beating. Yeah, people, I, I think UCF people are treating like okay, they're like the little brother of yeah of the schools right Not now. Much that longer, but yes. exactly. But you guys are in that stage where okay, the little brother is becoming a teenager, and all of a sudden he's getting a little as tall as the big brother. You know, as strong as the big brother, you know, it's coming. It's coming. You know, and watch, like, if, if Butch Davis and gets FIU's program really going, it'll be the same thing for FIU, you know? 
I'd love to see a good FIU program. Right. Especially since they're facing the Canes this year, too. So Now, I, I, imagine if the Canes lost all of those games. Like, they lost to UF, they lost to FSU, and they lost to FIU. Oh, dear Lord, just shut down the program, please. Just shut it down. That would, uh, would have to be the abandoned ship. That would be awful. I mean, if... I mean that is that's I mean sheesh Ethan Shapiro couldn't shut you guys down but that would. <laughs> does any big team lose to FIU though? Huh? Does any big team lose to FIU though? Not to attack my alma mater, but uh, but uh, you know I mean, Butch Davis. Butch Davis might you know he could pull it off. He could pull it off, especially if this UM team isn't as good as they think they are. Because a lot of Canes fans came out of that with like a moral victory type of thing. Oh, we we stood up to UF, whereas other people are looking at like, oh, UF isn't as good as they as people thought they were, you know? Yeah. So I I see it as kind of like you said, you guys had your your foot on their throat and you didn't take advantage. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Easily winnable game. So be you. Sorry, uh, I was looking at BU's comment that of of which is the most hated school because he said if is if it's the fan base and he thinks Miami would be the winner of who's most hated. Mm. I mean, it was the youth dominance, but I, I think Gator because I don't know, man. There was something with the Urban Meyer era that will leave a bad taste. The Tim Tebow era, and especially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, you don't come back from it. Because the problem is, too, is, like, you know, also Tebow's, like, a genuinely good human being, but you're like, I hate you. But then you look at Urban, and you're like, all right. <laughs> so how many, how many Nobody's that nice. Yeah, how many He's like Ned Flanders. You? Yeah, I could see him. I could see him be like the Ned Flanders. It's not happening. Um, it, it, it's, I don't know, like, you, you could, everybody hates everybody at some point in the Florida teams, right, with the big three. There was a while everybody hated FSU, and that was being yeah, I, the yeah the the Winston era. But um, I would say Winston's hate was justified now that he's gone from FSU and he's a dumb player for the Bucks. <laughs> like like when he was playing for the Seminoles and every day did something stupid, I'd be like, "Damn it, Jameis, not again," you know. And now that he's with the Bucks, it's like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, well, he's not—he's not our problem no more. That's for sure. Own <laughs> uh, decisions, pal. Oh gosh. Um. All right, guys. Uh, minute. Uh, an hour fifty-three now. So we're coming up towards the end. Um, we didn't get to the NFC preview, but whatever. We can push that back. We're still, the season hasn't started yet for the NFL. But we have baseball. Let me look what the scores right now. The Marlins are once again losing five nothing. That's great. The Marlins are just the tank is for real now at this point. Uh, Brian Anderson's injured for the rest of the season, so we're done with that. The Twins are up five to one. The Twins have reclaimed their division lead over the Indians. The Rays are up three to two against the Houston Astros. That is a big game for the Rays because they got to maintain their position in the wild card. And of course, Charles is watching that because he does not want to face the Rays if they win uh, the wild card and face the Yankees in the division series. Uh, the Braves are up five to three on the Jays. The Cubs are up ten to six. That's a barn burner out in at um, at City Field against the Mets. The Indians up four. 
four to two, keeping up in that wild card race between the the Indians, the A's, and the Rays. And uh, the Red Sox are facing the Rockies right now. The Red Sox are kind of making a late season push. They're still about what, like five, six games back. Uh, if somebody really, really stumbles and they get really hot, maybe they could get back in there, which would be to Charles's chagrin as well. Correct. And the Nats are facing the Orioles. Are up eight to four. The Orioles are terrible, and I think. Uh, the first two teams are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, it's the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers. So they are. I am so surprised. Yeah. So they uh, <laughs> they are no longer in postseason contention, and I'm assuming the Marlins will be up soon enough, given how they're they're playing against the Reds right now. Um, and I'm very surprised the Marlins have lasted this long. But um, anyways, you guys had a good run. Uh, yeah, we had a we, yeah, but we had a good, nice little run for about a couple weeks. I think we won like six games in a row, and that that's like that was like twenty percent of our victories this year. So <laughs> it made up a huge chunk. Uh, I'm I don't know. I, th- there's a part of me that you know, obviously, I want the Marlins to, to tank as much as possible. I don't want them to lose like a hundred games. You know, I want them to at least keep their dignity in some sense. Mm-hmm. 100 games is is really really hard on a fan base you know it's only happened uh, surprisingly only happened once in in franchise history for the marlins and it was the season following the 97 championship but um uh any thoughts on baseball guys uh you guys obviously your teams are in it so uh every now and then i root for the rays because when they're playing against teams like Houston, I want home field advantage. So please, Andrew, get that going. I mean, I feel comfortable <laughs> in our AL East lead. I am concerned that we're going to get the, you know, the divisional round knockout on us because our pitching is really bad. Yes, Giancarlo might come back and be full force and effect, but a good pitcher can strike out the whole lineup, man. Right. And he- you know, if they if they're creative, and we, if we played the game of long ball, but we forget how to play the game of infield balls, and we don't get guys in scoring position, then we're out. Because you know, Paxson's not really delivering. German kind of is inconsistent. Um, Tanaka's Tanaka. We accept him. We appreciate him all the same. Ja Happ is a very sketch, you know sketchy player because for some reason his ERA is at five, and if he's your starting three slash four, depending if everybody's healthy, I don't know, man. Luis Severino, ah, just keep him for September. Let him do his simulated games. Hopefully he kind of leads the way because he's going to be instilled as like that number two because we know Paxson's going to start us out in the postseason. Um, side note to it, I think we, we can probably, if we're running out of time, we'll talk about this in the future because it's baseball, yeah. we got plenty of time. But the Royals are in negotiations of being sold for, you know, to a private owner or an owner in the actual state. I think the selling points for a billion dollars. So if you're going to buy out that small market team, sometimes it begs the question of what you can actually do for a franchise that has been termed as small market when you actually have an owner who cares to at least keep some of the homegrown players. So stay tuned for that. I, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism about, I think, who's who's the owner of the of the Royals? I forgot what his name was. But, uh, but cheapskate owner and... Uh, I mean the the Royals they I mean good on them for 
for having that two three year window where they they had a great team and they won the World Series. They got it. They got it down. But as soon as they won it, it was over. It was over from there. I mean, I, it's I would say it's comparable to how the, what happened to the Marlins after two thousand three. Just you know, all right, some of the core stayed, but little by little by little, they all broke up and. And uh, three seasons later, it, it's all gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And look at the Royals now; they're they've bottomed out again. Um, which uh, the Rays have been able to avoid, actually. So. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I thought we were going to be uh, tanking after we uh, after we traded, especially Evan Longoria, since he's Mister Ray. Um, He's the he's the franchise player, um, uh, and especially after Chris Archer because he was doing well when he was playing with us. Uh, you guys got uh, rid of you guys got rid of Chris Archer at the right time. I know time. that's that was like Nostradamus type. I don't know what they saw or if they were just trying to unload a contract, but if they saw something, I'm impressed because I don't think anyone could have seen Archer drop like that. Uh, so once we traded Archer, I thought, you know, this is it. You know, we're we're in full tank mode right now, but we really have it, which is I'm I'm very I'm pleasantly pleased. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we're at the two hour mark, guys. So I think um, we're we're gonna have a, a postseason a, a September because you know September baseball. The races are gonna come down to the wire, especially in the National League. Dear Lord. Man, who who the heck wants those two wild card spots? Because it doesn't seem like anybody wants them at this point. That uh, looks like the Brewers are. Uh, we'll, actually, we'll we'll save it. We'll have our pretenders, our contenders, and I get to rant about the Atlanta Braves and how much I hate them and the reasons why uh, later on. And you guys, if you've been following our show, you guys know that I don't think the Braves are, are as good as they always think they are. But you know, okay, guys. I guess that's the end. We talked a yeah. lot, so um, we got a lot covered today. Any parting words? Get a wallet. Uh, get a Rawlings wallet. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> All righty. Eat some KFC Cheeto sandwich right now. And uh, <laughs> and play some Doom. Get your kids. Get the kids. They'll they'll enjoy it. All right. Bye guys. All right. Good night, everyone. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.